0: Welcome to The Shelf-Made Podcast, your weekly snackable-sized podcast for the consumer packaged good industry. What is going on, everybody? Welcome to this week's episode of The Shelf-Made Podcast. Today, I am joined by Jennifer Ross. She is the co-founder of Swoon. Swoon is a line of ready-to-drink sugar-free lemonades and iced teas. They also make syrups as well. Uh, You might have seen them around. The packaging pops off the shelf. And that's actually how I first found out. I was in a local store in New York, saw them, sent it over to a team member saying, hey, we have to get this brand on the podcast. Was super excited when Jen got back to us and loved our conversation today. Really, we focus on the genesis of Swoon, how it came to be how her drink really stands out on the shelf, and how to compete in this really competitive and saturated space of ready-to-drink beverages. I mean, it's so tough out there. we talked to so many brands that are starting new beverage lines. You have to have, obviously, a lot of capital, but you also have to have a great brand and a great product, and that's what we really talk about on this week's episode. So without any further ado, I hope you enjoy this week's episode with Jennifer Ross from Swoon. Hey, everybody, welcome to this week's episode of the Shelf Made podcast. Very excited to have Jen Ross on the episode this week. Jen, how are you doing?
1: I'm good. How are you?
0: I'm doing very well. The week is moving uh, very quickly and excited to have you on.
1: Yeah, very excited to be
0: here. So I know before we started recording, we were touching base a little bit on your background and kind of how uh, it led to Swoon. I'd love if you kind of give us a little a bit of that uh, background and kind of where you're, how it led to where you're at today.
1: Yeah. You know, honestly, we came to this, like my partner, Christine, I really came to this kind of just like as consumers and a true personal need. So, you know, before this, both of us were working at big banks, totally not related to the beverage or food industry at all, but I am type one diabetic and I was diagnosed when I was six. And so I really spent my entire life Looking for kind of zero sugar beverages. Everything from like back in the day to like Crystal Light to Diet Snapple to buy Vitamin Water Zero. And as I got older, really realized that you know sugar is not just bad for type one diabetics; it's really bad for everyone. And two thirds of adult Americans are pre diabetic, and that's really a direct result of diet and exercise. And a lot of that diet you know, really comes from people consuming so much excess sugar. And a lot of that in sugary drinks, when people don't even realize that there's 40 grams of sugar in, you know, a glass of lemonade. And so that's really why we created swoon, which is a line of zero sugar beverages, because we wanted something that was delicious, kind of the drinks that we all grew up loving, or, you know, want to have that's full of sugar, but, you know, not like a diet product, not something that was kind of like what you can't have, but more all about like what you can have and celebratory and fun, but just doesn't have sugar. So we, again, so we, we wanted it ourselves and didn't find it. And so that's really kind of what led us to start it.
0: Yeah, that seems to be a common theme we see with a lot of CPG brands, right? They wanted it themselves. Uh, the solution wasn't out there. So they took the initiative and went out and started their own brand. Super curious about what you're using to, to sweeten the products and, and kind of how that's been received in the market.
1: Yeah. So we use monk fruit as our sweetener. So, you know, when we started, we actually used in what we had actually started way back with a line of cocktail mixers. And when we started, we used monk fruit, stevia and erythritol. Um, Because as you know, you know, working with these, you know, zero sugar sweeteners, it's really hard to get a great taste. And what we found is just customers really didn't love stevia. And then Erythritol is a sugar alcohol and that can cause GI issues. So we spent a lot of time really working on the formulation and working with the monk fruit to have it taste great. And so that's really what we use now. And we've, we've, we've really enjoyed working with it. And we think obviously hearing from customers that they enjoy it too.
0: Yeah, I think a lot of times with stevia, you get that kind of aftertaste a little bit that kind of sticks with you for, for a while, but I, I find monk fruit um, has kind of uh, come up a lot uh, with the brands that we talk to and we work with as kind of the leading um, sweetener for a lot of these products.
1: Yeah, you know, even as someone who like literally can't have sugar, like, I, you know. I still won't use stevia when they, when I, when I go to a coffee shop and they only have stevia. I'm like, okay, I guess I'll like grin and bear it and have it black or something. I just can't do that, you know, that, that, that licorice aftertaste.
0: So I, I wanna, you've obviously been in the market for, for a bit and you're, you're having good traction how are you competing in a really competitive, ready to drink space? Like this is obviously, you need a lot of capital. You need to differentiate yourself. You need great packaging. I love the packaging by the way. And and how are you differentiating yourself? How are you sticking out on the shelf? I mean, how are you succeeding in this really competitive category?
1: Yeah, you know, that's so true. Beverages and especially like ready to drink beverages are super, super competitive. You just, you know, think about going to a grocery store and looking into the cold shelf or in the the aisle and seeing how much is out there. I think for us, you know, there's a few things. The first is you just have to have a great tasting product because sure, that's not what's going to make people take it off the shelf, but that is what's going to make people keep buying it. And so we spent a ton of time working on the R&D of it to make sure that it was something that people really loved. And actually from when we launched our lemonades and iced teas last summer, um, actually just a year ago, we've tweaked it um, at several of the production runs, really listening to customer feedback, because we think that's super, super important. And then I think the second is, is that packaging and really creating that overall brand that people want to be a part of, and that sticks off the shelf. And it's interesting. I think there's a difference of definitely branding and packaging because, you know, there are so many different factors of what goes into like making someone like pick it up off the shelf that isn't necessarily there when you're like doing a huge ad or other campaign or things like that. So I think it is then again, for us, it was creating that brand that, you know, and I think we've always had this tension of how do we highlight zero sugar? Because that's the point of it. It, It's a, it's a wine that doesn't have sugar but also you know conveys that it's great tasting and it's not artificial and I think those are two kind of competing things because a lot of times when people hear zero sugar they think that it's you know not going to taste good or it uses all these chemicals so it's something when we thought about our packaging that was really really top of mind to say okay How does it, how do we show that it tastes great, but we also convey that it's zero sugar. And so I think it's really doing that. And then in terms of getting that awareness, you know, we do want people to be aware when about the brand and the product before they get into the grocery store or before they get right there. So, you know, it's a, it's a weird world right now, but we do do. Um, a lot of demos and samplings and a lot of stuff on social to kind of get that awareness to the people that are going into that grocery store.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. And, and kind of touching on the, the weird world <laughs> component of that answer. I mean, how did the last year you know, affect you and the business?
1: I mean in so many ways. So we so you know we have a monk fruit-based zero sugar simple syrup called Soon Simple Syrup. And we had launched that about two years ago. And we actually had plans to go. Heavier into food service with that, with, you know, it's great for cocktails, for coffees, for teas, really anything you're adding a sweetener to. And so we had plans to kind of launch a product that was really going to be totally in the food service channel last May. And given when COVID happened and things shut down, we very much had to quickly pivot. And, you know, we had been sampling people on our syrup by making a lemonade with, you know, swoon syrup, water, and freshly squeezed lemons. And You know, we had always gotten the feedback of like, can you bottle this? Can you can it? I want to buy it. And when we realized we had to kind of scrap these plans, we had to change very, very quickly and do the R&D while we were all working from home, um, get it up and running, do our first production run, all of that, all during this, you know, very weird time when we frankly had plans to launch it much, much later. (laughs)
0: Yeah, I mean, at least you were able to kind of uh, capitalize and pivot on that and, and do it and get it up into the market relatively quickly. Um, so now hopefully kind of where you're at right now, I mean, what is kind of in the plans for the next year or two? Where do you see Swoon going? I mean, what is a successful rest of the year look like, but also 2022?
1: Yeah, you know, for us, it really is sort of expanding the distribution and awareness. So getting into more stores, launching more flavors. We do have some other flavors in the pipeline um, for later this year and next summer, and really focusing sort of in our target markets and just getting more distribution, getting people to more people to know about the product and try it. Um, and so it's one of those things that when you, you hear more people saying like, "Oh yeah, I know Swoon. I have it in my fridge," I think to us that's really really successful.
0: Awesome. And then let's say I am leaving. We Sock tomorrow. I'm starting a beverage brand. What's the one piece of advice that you've learned over the years that you would impart to me?
1: Oh man. <laughs> so many, so many, uh, piece of, of advice, but I would say one of the really most important ones is really listen to the customers. I think kind of this goes true for any type of industry, but I think especially in beverage when it really is so much about customers having to like the product is you can have an idea that you think is great, but if it just doesn't resonate with product with, with customers, it doesn't matter. And so I would say really be open to that feedback and listen, but, you know, at the same time, you have to understand like what actually matters, Um, you know, you don't want to make just a rash decision, but really, really kind of having your ear um, being open to what customers are saying.
0: Yeah, I love that. I always tell founders, like you have to be you know, your first salesperson, whether that's getting feedback from the buyers or doing demos and, and all of that customer experience yourself. like Getting that feedback firsthand is invaluable, especially in the early stages. I think the key is just being able to actually iterate on it and, and put it into effect.
1: Exactly. Yes. Being able to iterate quickly, I think, makes the world of difference. And I think that's hard in the beginning, but I think that's really something that we really look to do is to kind of like be able to just be nimble and move quickly.
0: Awesome. Well, Jen, if anybody wanted to learn more about Swoon, but also get in contact with you, what what would be the best way to do that?
1: Go to our website, tasteswoon.com or follow us on Instagram at Swoon and shoot us an email or a DM.
0: Awesome. Thank you so much, Jen, for joining.
1: Thanks so much.
0: I hope you all enjoyed that interview with Jen Ross. We will be back next week with another great episode and another great guest. Please remember to leave us a review, leave us a rating in the iTunes store. It really does help us a lot with the podcast. We really appreciate it, and we will see you next week.